0: Let's talk about progress. Here at AFBG, we're all about embracing progress, big or small. We celebrate those little victories because they are just as important, especially on our journey to financial well-being. Like setting aside savings each month, but still leaving room for that perfume you've been dying to have. Because here, we believe in treating ourselves, okay? And Chime is here to make that journey even smoother. My favorite feature Chime offers is Spot Me. It's fee-free overdraft up to $200, and you even get paid up to two days earlier with direct deposit. And let me tell y'all, it's like Christmas when that check hits early, baby. So say goodbye to those stressful overdraft experiences and hello to a financial institution that truly cares about your well-being. With Chime, you'll join millions of members working towards financial progress. Plus, there are no monthly fees or maintenance fees, and you get access to over 60,000 fee-free ATMs nationwide. Y'all, it's time to take more control of your finances and say goodbye to monthly fees. Open your Chime account in minutes at chime.com/affirmations. That's chime.com/affirmations. Chime feels like progress. Are you ready to take charge of your wellness journey? Introducing Equilibria's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense, the ultimate three-in-one capsule for digestive health and gut barrier protection. Made by a woman-owned wellness brand, Equilibria ensures you're never alone on your path to well-being, offering personalized one-on-one support. EQ's Microbiome Defense is not just any probiotic supplement, it's carefully crafted with probiotics studied specifically for women's health, supporting digestion, immunity, and even skin health. Plus, with consistent use, you'll notice improved energy, mood, and radiant skin. I'm most excited about overall gut health. As I get older, I'm realizing the importance of a healthy gut, and EQ's Microbiome Defense makes it easy. Are you ready to experience the benefits firsthand? Head to myeq.com and use code affirmations for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq.com and use code affirmations at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. Last year, I started taking time for myself every quarter to rest and recuperate. I framed it as a time to reconnect with my creative self, and pour into me. Since I've been a full-time content creator, I've realized that rest and revitalization are two very important components of not burning out. But before coming to that realization, I would feel guilty for taking a break, pausing a project, or even slow rolling my day until I burnt myself out and was forced to sit in stillness. Sometimes our bodies take drastic measures to teach us that we simply cannot give from an empty cup. things are as powerful Few things are as powerful. What is up beautiful people and welcome back to the Affirmations for Black Girls podcast and welcome to the first Pep Talk Wednesday of 2024 and also the first episode of the new year. Happy New Year. I'm so glad that you are here. I am your host, Tyra the Creative, your host of the Affirmations for Black Girls podcast and your virtual cheerleader for the day because it is Pep Talk Wednesday and I'm here to deliver a midweek pick-me-up that you've been craving. So get ready for some encouraging words and a dose of inspiration to brighten your day. Ready? Okay. Let me start here. It is okay to rest. In fact, it's imperative that you do rest. For me, living in a place like LA will have you thinking you need to hustle 24-7. We've talked about this in the past on the podcast, but hustle culture can be toxic. We've all heard sayings like, all work, no play. I'll sleep when I'm dead or even hustle, hustle hard. But that type of thought process can be very misleading and detrimental to your overall health. So as you can tell by the title of this episode, we will be diving into why it's okay to rest. But I just wanted to illustrate Today is, well, when you're listening to this episode, it's January 10th. We are 10 days into the new year. And one of my goals for the month of January is to slow roll into the new year. Everyone always makes content about making your vision boards, having a plan, stepping into the new year right. And that can be, sometimes it can be very overwhelming and daunting at the same time. And I am one who loves to go into the new year with a plan, whether it's through my vision board or journaling or my dream book, which we're going to talk about that in a future episode, which is just like a, just to give you a little background on it. If you're like, girl, what is a dream book? You bring it up. A dream book is, or my dream book is a book of dreams. It includes my vision board process and journal entries of things that I just want to happen in my life. But I say all that to say today that you're listening to this podcast, or so that it goes, the podcast episode goes live, it's January 10th. I have taken the first 10 days of the year to really slow roll myself into the podcast. So if you were looking for a new episode at the top of the new year, I am sorry um, that I didn't communicate that I wouldn't be posting the first week or so of the new year, but We're here now, and I'm slow rolling into 2024. And with that being said, since this is the first episode of the new year, our post schedule will be changing, you guys. Our episodes will now start going live on Mondays instead of Sundays, and we will still have our Pep Talk Wednesday episodes. I foresee that going through some sort of shift in the future, but for now, our Pep Talk Wednesday episodes will be just like this. There will be a shorter episode for our midweek, and we will also start the week off fresh, bright and early, Monday morning, with our full-length Affirmations for Black Girls episodes so I just wanted to keep you updated on that so you know when to look forward to tuning in from now on it will now be on Mondays Monday mornings Monday mornings Monday mornings now I ain't saying a time yet because I ain't decide yet because we started on a Wednesday pep talk Wednesday so just know that they're gonna be live on Wednesday mornings and y'all keep holding me accountable because y'all really be under my Instagram post talking about sis. This is cute, but where is the podcast? And thank you. Thank you so much for holding me accountable, for making sure that I'm posting on the podcast. I love you guys so much. And if you do not follow me, make sure you follow us at Affirmations for Black Girls on all platforms. And my personal Instagram is at tired the creative because that's where y'all be writing. Um, we need some more episodes. And I know y'all be doing that because you know I'm going to see it. But anyways, with that being said, let's go ahead and jump into our episode. As you know, or if you're new here, Pep Talk Wednesday episodes do not have affirmations. So we're just going to continue to dive into our little pep talk. Now, rest and breaks are very crucial for your overall well-being, productivity, and mental health, especially in this fast-paced and demanding world we currently live in. Now, I'll speak for myself here, but a lot of times, well, most of the time, I feel guilty for taking a break. I feel pressure when I'm quote-unquote not doing anything. It's taking time to rewrite Or It's taking me time to rewire how my brain thinks about rest. Just think about your relationship with rest, okay? When we're growing up, we never want to sit our tails down and rest. We fight our parents when it's bedtime, and sleeping can be seen as more of a punishment as a child. As we get older and start to form our own careers, like around age 16 when you get your first job, most of us start out as an hourly employee making minimum wage. We work four to eight hours a day and we quickly realized that in order for us to make more money to do the things that we want to do in the world, we have to work more. Now, I was one of those people that took that concept to the next level after that point. I always thought that rest was unproductive. And I'm still working at learning that rest is one of the most productive things you could possibly do in all facets of life, y'all. So here's 10 quick reasons why taking a break is important. Number one, physical health. Continuous work without breaking can lead to physical strain and fatigue. So regular breaks help prevent issues like eye strain if you're sitting at a computer all day, repetitive strain injuries like if you are working out every day. That's why you're supposed to have rest days and musculoskeletal problems. If you're sitting at a desk all day or you're doing the same motion day in and day out, rest is super important for your physical health. Number two is mental health. Continuous mental effort can result in stress, anxiety, and like we already mentioned, burnout. So taking breaks allows the mind to relax, it reduces mental fatigue, and it improves our overall mental well-being. Number three is productivity. Breaks can enhance productivity and creativity. Stepping away from a task allows your brain to reset and approach problems with a fresh perspective. And this often leads to more innovative solutions and even better decision making. The fourth one, and I didn't number these, so I don't even know why I'm saying numbers, Laura, because I know I'm gonna get messed up. The next one is Focus and concentration. Extended periods of focused work can diminish your ability to concentrate. And you already know we live in a world where our concentration or our attention span is shorter than a goldfish. So short breaks can help maintain optimal levels of attention and focus by preventing mental fatigue, because that's truly what it is when you can't focus It's because you're fatigued mentally. And this one is so big for me. I've been trying out different methods to help me stay focused and help me concentrate throughout the day. But here are some of the overall popular ones if you also have been struggling with focus and concentration. Number one is the Pomodoro method or the Pomodoro technique. It's a time management method where you work on a task for 25 minutes and then you take a five minute break. And you do this cycle over and over again for four cycles, which would be, what is that? That's about, ooh, I can't do simple math. That is two hours. I don't know why I could do that simple math, y'all. I am a joke. Okay, so you do it through four cycles, which would be four 25-minute intervals with four five-minute breaks, right? And after you do those four cycles, you take a longer break. Um, I don't it doesn't say specifically how long that break is, but maybe like 10 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever, however long you feel like you need. And then you start over and it helps to improve your focus and your productivity levels. The second technique is time blocking. This is where you set specific blocks of time for your different tasks and it helps you dive deep without distractions. Number three is the Eisenhower matrix where you prioritize tasks based on urgency and importance. So whatever is more important to you, you get it done first or whatever is the uh, you know, uh, time sensitive, you get that one done first, and then you go down a list in that way. I think that's great for people who get anxious when they have a deadline coming up. So do all of your urgent tasks first, and then work in backwards importance. And number four is the batching technique, where you group similar tasks together to avoid constant context switching. It's like a, creating a pr- productivity playlist for your workday, right? So these days, batching works wonders for me because I have so many different tasks from creative tasks to administrative tasks throughout the day to physically taxing tasks. Batching is definitely where it's at. That The key for me is that I don't like context switching. Like if I'm working on one type of one task, I want whatever I'm doing throughout that day to be the same type of task. So for example, as a content creator, I separate my days by, okay, Monday is administration day, admin day. I do admin work. I'm responding to emails. I am paying bills, all of that stuff. On Tuesday is a filming day. All I'm doing is filming. That's it. Wednesday could be an editing day. This is where I am editing different projects. Thursday, scheduling, um, creating copy, getting everything ready to go live. And then the next day, I would go back to um, admin work. So time blocking in that way helps me not to context switch because I've noticed when I am context switching, like say I go every day, I'm editing, scheduling responding to emails and I'm filming something new, I feel like that is more time consuming and it fatigues me faster than if I were to just batch everything out and just do one type of task on any given day. The next one is, well, that's all of the, um, that's all of the techniques for focus and concentration, but the overall Next reason why taking breaks is so important is the prevention of burnout. You guys, burnout is running rampant right now. And it's because of this digital age, we're constantly bombarded with do this, 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 this. But working without breaks for extended periods can contribute to burnout, which is a state of chronic, physical, and emotional exhaustion. Regular breaks can help prevent burnout and maintain long-term work engagement. So I experienced burnout, well, for the first time that I can pinpoint it back in 2016 when I was going to culinary school. Now, when I was going to culinary school, I went to culinary school in Philadelphia and I was working a job. I was working at Red Lobster while I was in culinary school. And I was also, I also had an internship at a cake decorating place and they specialized in wedding cakes and huge special occasion cakes. And it was far away from my school. I also lived in Jersey, so I had to commute to school, all of this stuff, right? And one day, I just could not get out of bed. I wasn't like sad, but I felt very numb, and I did not want to do anything. So I called out of work. I didn't go to school for about a week. And I couldn't figure out what was wrong with me, but as I start to look back on how I was feeling, that was burnout. I was chronically fatigued and I was emotionally exhausted. And that's why I felt numb. And that burnout fizzled through when I moved to California. And I've talked about this with friends, but I realized that I was burnt out from baking and pastry, which is what I went to culinary school for. That was my concentration. I was burnt out from that for years and i'm just starting to dive back in so the effects like i'm just starting to dive back in as of last year and i've been in california for six years now so i was burnt out for i would say four and a half years which is absolutely crazy so the effects of burnout can literally trickle out for a very long time so take time to rest like That's the biggest advice I would give myself if I could go back to 2016. Take time to rest. The next reason rest is important is improved decision making. Rest and breaks contribute to better cognitive function. And when we are well rested, we tend to make better decisions and are more capable of solving complex problems. That's why whenever I have a problem that I need to solve or if I got to make a hard decision... I'm going to take a nap. I'm going to take a beat. I'm going to sit there. I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to really give myself time because my first instinct is to just, okay, I'm just going to do this, just going to do this. And nine times out of 10, when I just make a quick decision in the moment because I feel pressured to do so, I end up maybe not regretting that decision, but I feel doubtful that I made the right decision in that moment. The next reason why rest is important is enhanced creativity. And I'm definitely talking to my creatives out there, but literally everyone. These rest breaks and like taking a beat can provide the mental space that you need for creative thinking. Taking a step back from a problem or a task can lead you to new insights and creative solutions. The next one is work-life balance. Taking breaks can help maintain a healthy work-life balance. It allows individuals to spend time on personal activities, socializing and pursuing hobbies, contributing to a more fulfilling life. My therapist told me when I first got my full-time job, um, I was complaining to her, or well, I shouldn't say complaining because it was my therapy session. I was just sharing with her that I was feeling overwhelmed I was feeling overworked I work for this company freelance this was before I went full-time I work for this company freelance I work six days a week I work all hours of the day I have to wake up super early to start my day and she said that I need to take off work from my job job Two days every two weeks. That's what she challenged me to do. And in my head, I was just like, why would I do that? But I had to remember I'm also a full time creator outside of this. I had my podcast, YouTube channel, Instagram, brand deals, the whole nine. And I was working on Saturday and Sunday for my, for my, um, creator lifestyle so I had to realize that I was not giving myself enough time to fully rest and once I started to take those two days off it really helped me create that work-life balance that I liked a lot more the next reason that breaks are important is physical exercise y'all Breaks provide opportunities for physical activity, which is essential for maintaining overall health, like a short walk or stretching exercises during breaks can improve your circulation. It can reduce stress and it can also boost your energy levels. I always look forward to going out onto my balcony or going on my rooftop or taking a step outside to just touch some grass feel the sun on my face throughout the workday. I sit at a computer all day long and whenever I get up and take a walk or whatever the case may be, I immediately see a difference in my energy levels. I am boosted. Um, Back when I had Lexi, we would go on a midday walk and that would be my physical exercise for the midday outside of, you know, working out, And now that I don't have her anymore, I have to make sure that I'm still getting up and moving my body throughout the day so that I can make sure that I'm taking time to rest, give my eyes a break, give my spine a break, walk, stretch, pop my muscles, or not pop my muscles, pop my joints and stuff, all that, the whole nine. And the last reason that I want to mention today that Rest is important is for social interactions. Breaks offer the opportunity for socializing, whether you have a job where you go in person, so you can socialize with your colleagues or even your friends. Fostering a sense of community and connection. Social interaction can positively impact your mood and your well-being. Everyone needs community. We talked about this on a podcast as well. That can be rest for you. And I want to make sure that you guys um, know when I say rest, I'm not necessarily just talking about sleeping. Rest is anything that you do not consider work. So it can be this social interaction, taking a walk, all of that, whatever you don't consider work that pours into you, that is rest. And remembering why rest is so important can help to diminish that guilt that you're feeling for resting or taking a beat. Growing up, Black voices in media, though hard to come by, were my compass. Here at AFBG, Black representation is the very heartbeat of what we do. Representation isn't just about visibility. It's about carving out a space where Black stories can thrive and resonate. From pioneers like Oprah Winfrey, Breaking Barriers on TV, to amazing women like Viola Davis, Octavia Spencer, and Taraji P. Henson, who showed me that Black girls can command the screen. These Black faces and voices have been a guiding light in my life, not only by entertaining me, but also educating me and empowering me. And now, NPR brings you the next generation of influential Black voices in their new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, each told from a unique Black perspective that is as nuanced as the Black experience itself. From Bobby Schmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I recently listened to the episode titled For Black Men, Barriers to Mental Health Care Can Be Complex, and I love how the hosts seem to create a safe space for discussing these complex barriers Black men face when accessing mental health care. It was very refreshing to hear the classic NPR vibe, but with a soulful twist. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in America's story, but now they are the story because stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. ADHD, a four-letter acronym that stands for Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. Across our society and throughout modern history, it has also come to represent harmful stereotypes, debilitating assumptions, and unconscious bias. If you have ADHD, it can be overwhelming to find the right treatment. That's where DUNE comes in. Take a free one-minute assessment and book an appointment with a licensed ADHD clinician as soon as the next day. Get continuous care, insurance coverage, and 24-7 care team support with DUNE for just $79 a month and pharmacy co-pays as low as $0. Unlock your path to better focus now at get.donefirst.com podcast done. Turn ADHD into your strength. People often feel guilty about resting due to a combination of societal expectations, personal beliefs, and internalized attitudes about productivity it can be because of cultural and societal norms like many societies place a very high value especially ours a very high value on productivity and they and the constant pursuit of goals taking time to rest may be viewed as laziness or a lack of ambition and that will lead to feelings of guilt Workplace culture. That's also one and the same here in the United States. In environments that prioritize long hours and constant availability, employees may feel guilty about taking breaks, fearing it could be perceived as a lack of commitment or dedication to the job. Another thing, perfectionism, internalized messages like messages from your childhood or from past experiences that emphasize the importance of hard work and achievement can contribute to guilt when not actively engaging in tasks. It can also come from comparison of others, seeing that what other people are doing, saying that they're constantly busy or achieving more or seemingly achieving more. And it can lead to feelings of inadequacy or guilt for not keeping up with the Joneses. There's can also be a fear of judgment, being judged by your peers at work, your colleagues, or even judged by yourself for taking breaks while resting. This one is a big one that causes guilt. Over-identification with work. When your identity is strongly tied to your work or productivity, taking a break can feel like a personal failure. And I've personally experienced this while I was in culinary school. I was like, oh my gosh, like I need to, I'm, I'm not doing what I need to do. I need to get back out there, but I'm tired, but I still got to get back out there. My identity was tied to my productivity and my worth is not my productivity, my worth is not tied to how productive I am, all of the things that I get done. My worth is my worth, regardless of my productivity levels. It can, The guilt can also come from limited self-compassion. And I'm working on self-compassion this year, you guys. Well, I, I'm always working on it, but I'm definitely working on it this year because a lot of us struggle with being kind to ourselves, especially, and I keep saying this, but especially in the United States, y'all we struggle with being kind. We're always saying, okay, get your act together. We got to do this. What are you doing? You failing, whatever you say to yourself. And I think a big reason that we do that is because we also have a fear of falling behind. Technology has us jumping around from day to day. Social media has us going from trend to trend on an hour by hour basis at this point. And concerns about falling behind in work or missing out on opportunities can create guilt when we're not actively working or pursuing our goals. So what do we do when we feel guilty in this way? How can we take steps to know that prioritizing our rest is important? Well, Prioritizing our rest involves intentional actions and habits. And the number one thing that I have done to make sure that I am prioritizing rest is to start setting those boundaries. Uh, You should clearly define work hours and communicate them with your colleagues and your friends. Learn to say no when you need to protect your time for your rest and establish digital boundaries as well. such as turning off work notifications during non-work hours. That's a huge one for me because... When I first started my job job, like my salary job, y'all, I didn't have work boundaries. And I would find myself being annoyed when people were contacting me out of work hours. And it's because I was responding when I truly, quote unquote, didn't have anything else to do. But you got to set those boundaries and you got to be firm in them. Schedule a downtime. Block out specific times on your schedule for rest and relaxation. I personally love the focus modes on the iPhone, Uh, like clockwork. Okay. I have it set to where at 10 o'clock at night, my phone goes into focus mode. Can't nobody call me. I'm not receiving no notifications. I'm not playing with y'all. And it doesn't go off until like eight o'clock in the morning. And then from there, if I open the calm app or any of my meditation apps, the personal focus mode will go on. And that will not allow anyone to call me at all during the night. It's a sleep focus mode and family can get through or anybody that's added into my favorites. But if you have an iPhone, utilize that focus mode to create that downtime and set boundaries for around your work and people calling so you can have time to rest. And also make sure that you're creating a restful environment. Designate a comfortable and calming space for you to relax. Minimize distractions in that restful space, whether it's in your room, it's a corner of the room, or it's just a cozy chair that has your favorite blanket on it. And one of the things that I am super excited about working on this year is establishing a bedtime routine. I've had one in the past, but it always slipped through the cracks, but you know what? That's okay try to develop a consistent bedtime routine to signal your body that it's time to wind it down, okay? Avoid screens at least an hour before bed. That's what the scientists be saying. I'm working on that, y'all. I will put it down like 30 minutes before bed, but I really wanna get to where I'm like, oh, shoot, let me go find my phone and put it on the charger because it's nighttime and my alarm gonna go off in the morning, right? And another thing that you can do is prioritize your self-care, and i'm saying that we've this is literally all we've been talking about this entire episode but to put it plainly prioritize that self-care schedule regular self-care activities whether it's a bath a walk in nature or a hobby that you enjoy treat your self-care as a non-negotiable part of your routine and you will see the shift start to happen subconsciously and the last thing evaluate what you're doing and adjust it so regularly assess your schedule and your commitments to ensure that they align with your rest priorities and be willing to adjust your routine based on changes in your life or changes in your workload and like we said practice that self-compassion Rest is a form of self-care and self-compassion not a sign of laziness and it's not a sign of weakness So I want you guys to keep all of this in mind when you are deciding to rest or you feel like you need to take a beat You need to pause you need to sit in stillness. You need to take a breath a breather So I have a challenge for you guys You know, we have a challenge in all these pep talk wednesday episodes and today's challenge is to grab a pen and paper And create the perfect bedtime routine, because I believe a great day starts with how you go to bed the night before. Amen. So what does that look like for you? And if I had to just go off the cuff of what I think my perfect bedtime routine is, my bedtime routine starts at 8 p.m. Don't play with me. 8 p.m. I'm taking a shower. I'm winding down. I am eating dinner or I've just finished eating dinner. I take time to read or listen to some lo-fi. Y'all know I love lo-fi. And by 10 o'clock, I am in the bed. Once I get into the bed, I also have a routine set up on my Alexa where she will start playing more lo-fi, like bedtime lo-fi at a very low volume while I'm asleep and she'll also turn off the light. So it's dark in my room. My lo-fi plays for like 30 minutes. So that should mean by 10 30 I am asleep. Okay. But if I decide not to listen to the lo-fi, I'll open up my calm app and I'll listen to a bedtime story. And I will there be like you know sometimes between 30 minutes to 45 or 50 minutes and I'll listen to that until I fade. I think that is the perfect bedtime routine for me. So what does that look like for you? It can be as detailed as possible. You can add in that you want to drink some tea. You can add in that you you know, want to say your prayers or read the Bible or whatever the case may be. Add all of that in there. And now that I say that, I should have added that in my perfect routine. I'm playing. Lord, I'm so sorry. I would read the Bible, say my prayers. Then I get into bed and listen to my lo-fi. Okay, if you would like to share what your perfect bedtime routine is. Shoot me an email. I would love to hear it. Um, And yeah, I would love to hear it. You simply cannot pour from an empty cup. Think of your life as a cup and saucer. The cup represents your energy, time, and well-being. Now imagine you're pouring from a teapot into this cup. The tea represents the things that fill you up. Self-care, rest, hobbies, all the good stuff. As the cup fills, the excess spills into the saucer. That is what you have to give to others and the world around you. Now picture this. If you keep pouring out without being poured into, what will happen to your cup? your cup will inevitably run dry. There's nothing left to spill into the saucer. Psalms 23 and 5 says, and I'm paraphrasing y'all, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Amen. That verse is basically talking about abundance. You need to keep filling your cup with the good stuff. Meaning rest, taking a break, doing something that you don't consider work, sitting in stillness, calming your mind, all of that stuff, so that there's always an overflow of positivity, support, and care for those around you. And it's not selfish, it's the secret to sustaining your overflow. As the host of this podcast, I have to make sure I'm going to therapy, taking time to journal, meditating, finding time for my hobbies, amongst other things, to make sure that I have life experience to pull from to share with y'all. If the only thing I did was record episodes and I did absolutely nothing else, I would quickly run out of things to share on the Affirmations for Black Girls podcast. The same goes for artists. There has to be a period of rest, of being poured in into so that they have something to pull from creatively you see this phenomenon in many other facets of life another example is breathing in and out as we breathe out our lungs deflate if you only focus on exhaling or pouring out of yourself and not inhaling pouring back into you you'd soon feel suffocated Rest and breaks are integral components of a balanced and healthy lifestyle. Your value and worth are not tied to your productivity. Taking breaks should not make you feel like you're losing precious time. And needing a break doesn't mean you're weak or that you failed. In my opinion, it speaks to the amount of self-discipline you have. And it shows how in tune you are with your body. And for that, you should be proud. I hope you guys enjoyed this Pep Talk Wednesday episode, and I hope it truly filled your cup in some way. Thank you guys so much for listening. I will see you guys again on Monday for our first full-length episode of the new year. Make sure you like this podcast episode. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and make sure you leave us a rating and review. I love reading all of your reviews. And make sure you're following us on all social media, on Instagram at Affirmations for Black Girls, on Twitter at Affirmations, no, at AFBG underscore podcast on youtube at affirmations for black girls and on threads at affirmations for black girls and also facebook i don't ever be saying facebook but also on facebook at affirmations for black girls you guys have really been turning up over there on facebook and i'm so happy to see it but thank you guys so much for listening and i cannot wait to see you again next week for another episode this is affirmations for black girls